Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I share this because I come from medical background. A lot of time, people have doubts that God is real or not. Many times, we think that the church talk about God and Jesus is just the man-made thing. It's just the religion thing. That this pastor tried to brainwash you to believe in God, but actually, I'm not trying to brainwash you because I was not a Christian before. I turned to Jesus Christ during the training. Of neurosurgery, I want to share with you a little bit about scientific facts. Scientific fact and discovery has never disproven the Bible. We learn about God and about Jesus from this book, the Bible. But the more the facts have come out, the more the scientific facts have proven that the Bible was written by God. I give you one example in the scripture. No, in Buddhism, Buddhist people in their book, Buddhist book, believe that the earth is flat, sitting on the back of a elephant, and the elephant standing on the beak of the turtle, the swimming in the big ocean of the universe. But look at what the Bible say 2,700 years ago. Isaiah 40 verse 22. He, mean God, sit enthroned above the circle of the earth. The Hebrew language for the word circle means spherity or roundness. The human being found out that the earth is round in the 15th century. But this book was written 2700 years ago. Before the invention of the telescope, Ptolemy counted the number of stars. He counted 1,056 stars. Kepler figured 1,005 stars. Tycho Brahe counted 777 stars. And 2,600 years ago, the Bible wrote in the book of Jeremiah, Chapter 33, verse 22. As the hosts of heaven cannot be numbered. Today, with the telescope, we find out that we cannot number the stars in the universe. So the Bible is correct, and those scientists were wrong. Not only that, Job chapter 26, verse 7. He, mean God, spreads out Job was one of the oldest books in the Bible. He spread out the northern skies. Again, Job was not a scientist. He never went to University of Washington. Over empty space. And he suspends the earth over nothing. Greek people believe that God is, we call Atlas, holding the earth on his shoulder. I went to Europe one time and saw a picture of Atlas who was holding an earth on his shoulder. But the Bible says that in this book must be written more than 5,000 years ago. The earth is hanging in the space. Is it true? It's true. So you can see again and again that scientific fact never contradict the Bible. I want to encourage all of you. God is real. God is alive, and he proved himself through the Bible. I just want to encourage all the believers in this room that your faith is solid. We are not just believing in something blindly. We believe in God, and God proved himself through scientific fact. Amen? Amen? For people who still have doubt, I want to encourage you. God is real. And what I read a while ago show you that God put the scientific fact in the Bible thousands of years ago. 
and now we find out that it's true. So I want to encourage all of you to believe in God, follow the Lord Jesus Christ. The book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. The Bible warns us that if God's people don't have a vision, we can perish. They can perish. So our church has a vision. After we get saved, we just don't want to just live for our refrigerator, car, and the yard, and the garden. We want to have a vision that we receive from the Lord. And that vision is to build biblical, glorious church, holy and blameless in this city and throughout the earth. I want to encourage the believers in this room to participate in the vision of God. Jesus said in the Bible, I will build my church and the gates of Hades or the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. So if you put a stethoscope on the heart of Jesus right now and listen to his heart, you will hear these words. Save souls, make disciples, gather them up, build a church in every city. And if you do that for him while you're living on earth, you shall receive his favor, his grace, and his blessing because we are doing what he wants to do. You heard all the time, happy wife, happy life. Is that right? Whatever Pastor Da wants, I want her to have it. Happy wife, happy life. But I have another one. Happy God, happy life as well. When God is happy with you, you will be happy. And God even better than your wife, for sure. Because God can perform miracles for you. Amen? Everyone say, happy God, happy life. So we want to join the vision and get the vision of God done in our generation. Amen? Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 15. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cried out, Abba, Father. We have been learning about spirit-led life. I talk about this in English language for 21 or 22 sermon already. This might be 23rd sermon. So I want to get this into your spirit, that when we walk on this earth, if we want to have victory, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. He knows everything. He knows the future. He loves us so much. He means well for us. He doesn't want us to fail or to fall or to go downhill. He wants to raise us up and want us to be successful, blessed, and prosperous. Therefore, we need to learn the principle in the Bible. My job as a pastor is to educate you how to walk with the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 3, verses 7 to 8, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, the Lord Jesus compares the Holy Spirit to the wind. The wind will blow the boat to go the direction it wants the boat to go. We are like that. We are like eagles. We mount up our wing and catch the wind of God. And let the wind of God blow us and lead us to the right direction. We don't know where the wind comes from. We cannot tell where the wind goes. The only thing we can do is to catch the wind. And the same thing, you cannot predict what God wants to do. God's ways are higher than our ways. We may be so smart and think that we can figure everything out and do our own things, but sometimes what we figure out and do our own things can cause failure and heartache and problems later on. But if we catch the wind and follow the ways of God, God's ways are higher, God's principle is the best. So when we catch the wind, 
we will follow him and he's he going to lead us to higher and higher than before. So we learn three words of how to catch the wind of God in English. Number one, the word sense. Number two, the word witness. Number three, the word knowing. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit on the inside here. He makes us know. He makes us know. The knowing is not related to intellect, to feelings, or to emotion. You just supernaturally know on the inside of you what to do, what to say, where to go. He gives you the sense on the inside. What we need to do is to look to Him, put up the wing of our spirit, catch the wind, and pay attention to where the wind going to go and follow Him. A lot of times people try to develop their intellectual abilities, reading books, I'm not against developing our intellectual or mental ability. A lot of time people spend money hiring the personal trainer at the gym to do a lot of things to build up the physical muscle. But we should not just develop our physical muscle. We should not just develop our mental ability. But we should develop our spiritual sensitivity and our spirit to be strong enough to be able to sense the leading of the Holy Spirit, to be able to catch the wind and know what He say, receive the witness on the inside here. In order to do that, we must walk by faith. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is the, the wind. We don't see the Holy Spirit. So faith is important. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 17, the just shall live by faith. If you the just, you live by faith, which means I believe the Holy Spirit is real. He is God. He knows everything. I believe He is inside me. I believe He loves me and He guides me. I believe that He will guide me to life, to success, and to victory. I believe He loved me so much and he is committed to help me. We must keep believing and then we must confess what we believe. Faith is a big factor in being led by the Holy Spirit. Remember this, if you want to receive the revelation from God, if you want to receive the voice from God, that revelation is connected to faith. You must have faith. Learning the things of God is inseparable from faith. If you sit here right now and you have the attitude, oh, I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't care, I don't care. Believe me, what I say today will mean nothing to you. The Holy Spirit cannot help you to educate you because you just set up your mind already, I don't believe. Therefore, faith is so important. We need to keep receiving the word to renew our minds so that we have the mind of Christ. We need to keep being filled with the Holy Spirit so that our spirit will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And we need to speak positive things to our brain. A lot of time when we get older, we are afraid to have dementia or forgetfulness. As a believer, our mind is renewed by the Word. Our spirit is quickened by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has the job to quicken our body, our brain, our mind, our whole being. So as we are believers who walk in the Spirit, we don't have to be afraid of dementia or forgetfulness. We can claim, we can confess that I am sharp, I am quick, I'm smart, I'm good-looking, I'm healthy, I'm strong. Let us confess right now. The Holy Spirit will quicken you. Everyone say, I'm quick. I'm bright. I'm smart. I'm sharp. I'm good looking. I'm very rich. I'm strong. I'm a major blessing to the nations. Don't speak negative. When you have faith that God is going to quicken you, give you good memory, 
give you sensitivity of the spirit, make you so have the clear mind, and you can understand, and your spirit is so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You will not say negative things such as "I am old," "I'm losing my memory," "I cannot learn anything," "I'm gonna have dementia," "I'm gonna be weak." Don't say those things. Every morning you wake up and you look at the mirror. You say, "I'm good looking," "I'm sharp," "I'm smart." Can you say that every day? You should. Whether you, maybe somebody else tell you you are not good looking. Don't care. Don't listen to them. You just say, "I'm good looking." You are a child of God. Amen. Isaiah 11 verses 1 to 3. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. This scripture describes the work of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and shall make him, shall make Jesus, and make you and me, of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. This scripture definitely talks about Jesus, that he was not walking by what he sees by his sight or what he hears. He was walking by faith. And in that faith, he feared the Father. He had the fear of God inside him. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit can make him understand quickly what is going on, the surrounding things. He's not depending on what he sees and what he hears, but he can understand by the Spirit. How many people want to live that way? I want to live that way. I can have quick understanding of things around me that pertain to my life and pertain to my ministry. I can quickly understand. I can look at your eyes and the Holy Spirit quicken me, witness in my heart what is going on with this man. He can help me to understand what is going on. Therefore, we can learn anything. We can receive from understanding from God. Today, I'm going to show you one sentence in the Bible to help you how to walk by the Holy Spirit. Let's start from look at the man who wrote the Bible named Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke was writing one of the epistles or the gospel. And we're going to see what he said about how did he come to write one of the Gospels? We're going to look at what he said. Luke chapter 1, verse 3. I saw an angel, and Jesus appeared before me, and I heard an audible voice. Is that right? Huh? Luke 1, 3. No. He said this way. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding. A while ago, we talked about the spirit of understanding. Perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus. How did Dr. Luke come to write the account of the gospel? The Bible say, it seemed good to me. He did not say, the angel appeared to me. He did not say, I saw a dream, I saw a vision, or I heard the audible voice. He said, it seemed good to me. In other words, the Holy Spirit led him to write. In other words, the Holy Spirit spoke through him by witnessing in his heart. He did not hear God's audible voice. If Luke heard the audible voice from the Holy Spirit, he would have written in the Bible, I heard the audible voice. But he did not. Did he see an angel? No. Did he fall into a trance? No. Did he see a vision? No. I'm not against seeing a vision. Don't take me wrong at all. I'm not against having a dream. I, Pastor Da, had a dream from God. I had a dream from God. I saw vision too. 
I never heard audible voice yet. I never saw an angel yet. But if I can see the angel, thank God. But do I need to? I don't need to, because I have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Luke said this way. He said, "The Holy Spirit." This is the sentence that used a lot in the Bible for the meaning of bearing witness by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was bearing witness in his heart, and it seemed good to God, to the Holy Spirit, and it seemed good to him. And the Holy Spirit make him to have perfect understanding of what to write. The Lord led him to know that it seemed good to him to write this account of the gospel. When Doctor Luke say it seems good, he is not talking about his brain ability to figure it out. He's not talking about hearing the audible voice. He's not talking about hot flash, cold flash, or goosebump. He's talking about his spirit, know inside, witness, sense, and knowing. All three. It seemed good to me on the inside of me here. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. The Bible, when God wants to speak to you, God speaks to your spirit. Is that right? He bear witness with your spirit. Everyone, point to your spirit here. My spirit. The Bible say, the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. So the Holy Spirit is inside you. Your spirit here, the Holy Spirit is inside, and the Holy Spirit shine the light into your spirit, inside your spirit, and make. You shine out with the understanding and revelation from God. Your spirit is the lamp of the Lord. The spirit work with your spirit. That's what it means in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. When you look at the Bible, you can see this sentence again and again. It seems good. It seems good. It seems good doesn't mean hate, emotion, feelings, or intellect. Now we're going to look at one part of the scripture, the Bible, the book of Acts, chapter 15. In Acts chapter 15, the early church disciple had an argument. Somebody came to the church in Antioch and said, "The Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, if they want to be saved, they need to observe the law of Moses, especially the circumcision. You tie." Indonesian, Chinese men, you need to undergo circumcision to be saved. So there were argument at that time, and the leaders went to Jerusalem and have a conversation about these things, about should Gentile believers observe the law of circumcision? Acts chapter fifteen, verse twenty-five. It seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men to you, mean to the church in Antioch, from Jerusalem to Antioch, with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. They say it seemed good. Let's look at verses 28 to 29. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Something going on in the spirit, yeah, this way, and then the Holy Spirit bear witness. Yes, I affirm, I confirm. It's good. It's right. It's the right thinking. It's the right way. It seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. That you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, and from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourself from this, you will do well, fare well. In other words, thank God, I don't have to go through circumcision. I'm a Thai Christian. I mean, I grew up in Thailand, so thank God, I don't need to undergo circumcision. I just need to stay away from food. 
offered to idols, eating blood from the animal that has been strangled, and from sexual immorality, and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. The leadership in the early church, in the Jerusalem church, was dealing with this big issue of we call doctrine. And they say it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. You can see now this scripture talk about co-witnessing. To me, this is right. But the witness in, on the inside of me, the Holy Spirit say, yes, it's right. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to me. You can see co-witnessing here. The Holy Spirit affirmed in the Spirit that no more circumcision. If you want to do circumcision, it's okay, but it's not a law. You don't need to go through that. In verse 25, how did they choose who would go to the Gentile churches in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia? Again, verse 25, they say, It seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men who bear witness in their spirit that who going to go to Antioch? The Holy Spirit. Maybe in the heart of James and Peter, that man, that man, that man, going to go to Antioch. They, they have that in their heart. Then the Holy Spirit was bearing witness, yes, it seemed good, that man. That man, that man will go with Barnabas and Paul. So it seemed good by the leading of the Holy Spirit. They don't hear any audible voice. They don't see any visions. They don't see any dream. The angels did not appear to them. They did not even ask for the word of prophecy. Could you prophesy on me? No. God spoke to the Spirit on the inside. Brother and sister, again, I'm not against voice, audible voice. I'm not against vision. I'm not against word of prophecy. I'm not against dream and vision. But you don't need to look at those things all the time. You don't need to wait. Otherwise, you will not do nothing, sit at home, do nothing, because when you're going to have a dream, when people are going to prophesy on me. No. You can be led by the Spirit. It seems good to you and to the Holy Spirit 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time. He can speak to your spirit all the time. The number one way of how God is going to lead you is not dream, it's not vision, it's not audible voice. It is the bearing witness of the Holy Spirit. So many people, don't take me wrong, I'm not against prophecy. Don't take me wrong at all. But unfortunately, many Christians are taught to seek direction in their life through words of prophecy. And they are messing up. I've seen so many people, their life are messed up. They say, somebody prophesies on them. You need to quit your job and move to that city. Oh, really? Okay, I quit my job and move. And they go there, have no job, and in debt. And what happened? They divorce because they follow the word of prophecy. You must check every word prophecy in your spirit with the Holy Spirit and with the Word of God. You need to check that word of prophecy that come to you. You have the Holy Spirit too. You must check, does it seem good to you, Holy Spirit? Does it seem good to me? The Holy Spirit will bear witness in your spirit. And I tell you right now, I don't care who prophesies on you. Even the most famous prophet in America, and including Pastor Lau, prophesies on you. You must always, 100% of the time, check with the Holy Spirit to say that it seemed good to you and to the Holy Spirit or not. I told this story to you so many times. One day, one lady in our church, she is a brand new believer, just one-year-old believer. She claimed to be a prophet. She met me in front of the room and said, Pastor Lau, God told me, you have to quit your work right now, leave this church and go to Japan. I look at her eyes and say, if that is from God, God needs to speak to me too. And I ignore her prophecy. I don't think it's from God. Because the Holy Spirit did not bear witness in my spirit. If I listen to her, you will not see me here today. I would be broke in Japan. I could not speak Japanese at all. 
I should say only o i o k o s i m a s a r i k o t o k o s i m a s That's it. I'm gonna be in trouble. Amen. Don't blindly follow somebody's prophecy. You say, but they are prophets. Yes, they may be and they may be not. Who say that they are prophet? Who say? But even if they are prophets, they can miss it too because they are human being. So don't follow prophets. Follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. And an apostle can miss it too. Pastor like me can miss it too. Doctor Lau can miss it too. So don't follow my prophecy, please. Your guide is in your body, in your spirit. Just follow the guide, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Don't live your life by depending completely on somebody else. You don't completely depend on me. You have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit can speak to you and guide you. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to a man who come to prophesize on you something, A, B, C, the same Holy Spirit who is on the inside of you will confirm with you and bear witness with you, yes, and amen. Or he may say, no, that is from human being. You need to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit, and if it's from God, the Holy Spirit will say, it seemed good to me, and it seemed good to you. Don't blindly follow any prophecy. Many people's lives have been damaged by the words of prophecy. I remember one time, I know a nurse at University of Washington. This is a true story. I was a new pastor at that time. She came to me and said, uh, "I went to a church and they prophesied that I need to marry that man, but I don't know him very well. But I marry anyway because of the proto prophecy." Their marriage lasts only a few months, and they divorce because of the word of prophecy. You have to be careful. Don't follow just the word of prophecy. So, please listen to the Holy Spirit. Immature Christians are following prophecies. Mature Christians will follow the Holy Spirit. We have the word of God here. We have the Holy Spirit. We can check every word of prophecy with the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit. I thank God. Most of our members here who prophesied are right on. Last Friday, when uh, sister come out to pray and prophesied, right on. I it witnessed in my spirit that is right. Right on. Thank God our church are not goofy. A lot of people are really right on with the Holy Spirit, but. Still need to be very careful. Check it out with the Bible. If I prophesize on you, and you talk back to me, Pastor, but the Holy Spirit did not bear witness in my spirit that your prophecy is for me, is right. I will answer you. Thank God. Could you please follow what the Holy Spirit tells you to do? I will not take it personal. I will not get mad at you if you deny my prophecy. Because I'm human being and I can miss it, amen. Be aware. If somebody come to you and say this way, I will walk away right away. If somebody come to you and say, "I am a prophet," you listen to me, okay? Thus say the Lord. I tell you right now. If people come to me like that, bye bye. Because they try to manipulate me by claiming that they are prophet. How did the early church know what the Holy Spirit leads them? Acts chapter 15, verse 34. However, it seemed good. Again, I say this word come up in the Bible only in Acts chapter 15 three times. It seemed good to Silas to remain there. Let me tell you the story. Acts chapter 15 is a good book to learn about being led by the Holy Spirit. Silas was chosen by the apostle to go with a group of men. To Antioch to hand the letter of explaining the doctrine, so they went there to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. And after they finished their assignment, they're done. Oh, okay, we have sightseeing a little bit. Okay, we are done now. We're gonna pack the luggage. We're gonna get on the horse or whatever and go back to Jerusalem. My home is not in Antioch. My home is in Jerusalem. 
All the guys that went with Silas say, "Let's go home, Hallelujah!" But Silas have the witness of the Holy Spirit. Ah, oh, I should not go home. I should stay longer, even though that was not his home. He said, "It seemed good to me to stay longer." He did not hear the audible voice. The Bible did not record that he saw an angel. He said, "I'm going to stay here for a while. Your guy can go. I stay here for a while. I don't believe that he stayed because he found a beautiful girl or something like that. He stayed because of the witness of the Holy Spirit. And he said, "God has not released me to go back to Jerusalem. I need to stay longer." Look at continue verse Acts 15:35 to 36. Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord. With many others also. Then, after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, "Let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city." Now you understand why I have to go back to Thailand to Europe on a regular basis. Go back to visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they are doing. Now, Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch and think. Wow, so great to build this church to preach the word. But the Holy Spirit spoke to Paul. Let's go back to visit all those small churches that we have planted. Let's visit them to see how they are doing. But something happened. Let me continue to read. This is an interesting story. Verses 37 to 40. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia, and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another, and so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas. Everyone says Silas, and departed. Being commended by the brethren to the grace of God, when you read the scripture, some believer believe that this scripture indicate the dark spot of Paul. Paul, in his humanity, he was immature and he was doing bad things. Some people misinterpret the Bible that Paul did not forgive John Mark because John Mark left the group in the middle of the difficulties. He just took off. Bailed out and say bye bye, your guy. Get into trouble. I'm gone. So Paul, sound like did not forgive him and did not want to take him back into the journey. But look at Second Timothy chapter four verse eleven. That comment was not true. Paul was a godly man. He forgave. Second Timothy four eleven. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee. For he is profitable to me for the ministry. This is happening after Acts chapter 15. Paul forgave Mark, and Paul said, "Bring him back. We go together again." They reconciled. My brother and sister, I understand how Paul worked here. Think about this. Mark, John, Mark left the ministry, bailed out, and said bye bye. In the midst of Trouble. Paul look at him and say, "Hey, John, Mark, I think you need to take a break. You need to stay in the church, listen to your sermon, listen to the pastor's sermon, get filled with the Holy Spirit, get the fire of God, burn the fear out of you, burn the tongue out of you, get yourself more ready, rejuvenate your vision, your mission, and talk to God until you're ready to travel again. Just stay there. Don't leave." You are not ready to go into the battlefield with us. You are not ready. I think that it was Paul thinking. Paul believed that Mark was not ready. But what happened? And we should not do this in our church. Barnabas. Barnabas say, "He come with me." Why? Do you know the story? Because John Mark was Barnabas' relative. He was relative of Barnabas. So Barnabas play politics. He is my relative. He need to go with me. I'm gonna take his side. That's why the contention happened 
between Paul and Barnabas. Paul said, "No, he's not ready." Barnabas said, "He's my relative. I don't know how they related. Maybe brother-in-law or something. He's gonna come with me." And Paul said, "I'm not gonna pay politics here. You go, I go. We depart. I'm not gonna serve God in the flesh, in the political way. I'm gonna go with what the Holy Spirit tell me." But Barnabas could not go with him. They departed. Mark could not go with him. Now Paul was alone. Paul required some help in the ministry and somebody to travel with him. Thank God, when I travel on a mission trip, I have Pastor Da and a few people travel with me. I cannot do it by myself. We need a team to travel. And you know, guess what? Who was there? Who was there ready to travel on the great mission trip with Paul? Silas. Silas did not know that this would happen. Silas just listened to the Holy Spirit. It seemed good to him to stay a little bit longer. Perfect. Paul turned to Silas and said, "Great, you are a godly man. Now I can ask you to go with me on the mission trip." He was at the right place at the right time. He was available for God to use him. He hooked up to the right people. How? Because it seemed good to him. He listened. I want to change the name of the Holy Spirit. He listened to the seemer, S-E-E-M-E-R. He listened to the Holy Spirit, who said, "Don't go back to Jerusalem yet. Stay here longer. I have some assignment for you to do." You don't have to see anything. You don't need to feel goosebumps or have a cold flash and hot flash. You don't need to hear audible voices. You don't need to hear any word of prophecy. But you can do this. Holy Spirit, does it seem good to you? Does it seem good to you, Holy Spirit, to go there, to marry this person, to buy that house, to join that ministry? To hook up to these people, to wait a little bit longer, to leave one day earlier. How can you get away from a car fatal accident? Very simple. It seemed good for me to wait at home 15 more minutes, and then the accident passed already. It seemed good to me to stay a day, to leave a day earlier. It seemed good to me to stay another day here before I go home. Sometimes people want to look for spectacular things, but it seemed good. It's a supernatural thing. It doesn't mean spectacular thing. It's just here. It seemed good to me. This happened to me all the time. I am in the ministry of teaching and building church. Every day, Pastor Da can witness. I am on the internet. Teaching, give counseling to pastors and churches all over the world every day. This morning, I woke up at 6 a.m. to give counseling to the church in Europe, 6:30 to 7:30 a.m. Yesterday, I talked to Virginia from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. And you know, before I called them, I listened to the Holy Spirit. He showed me scripture. I jot it down. And when I start to sit in front of my computer, the whole time, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Say this, say that, say this. It seemed good this way. It seemed good this way. Go for this. Go for that. He bear witness in my heart because I pay attention to Him and follow Him. If you pay attention to Him and follow Him, and it seemed good to you and to Him, you're gonna be at the right place at the right time. Again and again and again and again. Sometimes you may say no to an invitation, even though it looks so nice. You say no to invitation, and people ask you why you say no. This is great opportunity, and you say, "I'm sorry, I have no reason, because the Holy Spirit tell me not good. I'm not going." You don't need to have any reason. The only reason you say yes or no is it seemed good or it seemed bad by the Holy Spirit. That's it. 
This is the way I know this teaching is quite deep. It's so new to all, many of you, but I believe this is important. You need to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. You're gonna save yourself from many untold problems and heartaches if you learn how to say no and say yes by the leading of the Holy Spirit. This is what happened in the world. We call manipulation and pressure. Sometimes your family members come to you. Sometimes your close friend come to you and say and pressure you and push you and manipulate you with tears. With body language, honey, you need to do this for me. You remember that day I feed you steak. You remember that day I helped you. You need to do this to me. The pressure come, the manipulation comes, and what you gonna do? Are you gonna follow that pressure? Are you gonna follow what your relative, your brother and sister, or your close friends say? Whoever pressure you, no. Don't let anyone pressure you to do anything. Don't let anybody manipulate you, including Pastor Lau. I don't like manipulation. I never manipulate anyone. I don't want to. That is evil and demonic. Manipulation is of demons. When people pressure you, you just sit there, hook up to the Holy Spirit, and listen to Him. If it doesn't seem good, you say, "I loved you, but I'm sorry, I cannot do this." And they may ask why. I have no reason. The only thing I know, God told me no, and I have to follow God. If you follow that pressure, you will miss God, and you can have a lot of headaches later on. But you may say this way. Pastor, but they are looking to me. I'm their answer. Without me, they cannot make it. Oh no, 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 no! You are not the answer to everybody. The answer to everybody is God, not you. Please, don't think that you are the answer to everybody. God is their source, and God is your source, not man. If God say no, it means no, no if and or but. Don't help them. Don't follow their pressure at all. Amen. If you follow their pressure, it's gonna cost you later on, and you're gonna cry later on. You may say this way, but pastor, I want to keep peace between me and my sister, between me and my good friend. I want to keep peace. If I don't keep peace now, we're gonna get into trouble. We're gonna fight. My dear brother and sister, I want to say this: If you keep peace now and follow that pressure or yield to that pressure, you're gonna face chaos bigger than now. You can have peace for one night, and after that, headache, and after headache, and after headache, and you will not have peace anymore. You will cry, and you're gonna suffer. If people come to you and say this way, sister, help me! I need five thousand dollars right now. And the Holy Spirit does not bear witness to you to help. And they say this way, you know, I loved you. Do you love me? If you love me, you help me. That is manipulation. And actually, the, she doesn't love you. He just want to manipulate you to get more money. Brother and sister, people will do all kind of things to keep peace in relationship, but they pay a big price later on and have no peace afterwards because they follow the way of the flesh, not the Holy Spirit. And people may come to you this way too, <laughs> so many ways. People manipulate many ways. Oh, you know, I pray. I hear from God. I heard the prophecy that I need to come to you, and you need to buy a house for me. I got a prophecy from God. Jesus told me an angel appeared in my room that you need to buy that house for me and pay my mortgage. 
sign something for me. You need to sign, otherwise the bank will not give me money. Sign. No. If the Holy Spirit doesn't tell you to sign, if the Holy Spirit doesn't tell you or give witness in your heart that you need to get involved, back off and say, even you get mad at me, I'm sorry. I need to follow God. I know this teaching is quite strong, but I'm gonna save you a lot of headache in the future. Amen. The Holy Spirit is not a coercer. The Holy Spirit is not a manipulator. He's not a forcer. God, when He deal with you, He prompts you. He gently witness in your spirit. He make you know gently. You remember the story of Samson? Samson lost everything. Why? Manipulation. The devil worked through Delilah, and Delilah used tear and nice hairstyle and makeup. Huh, Samson, you love me. Is that right? Samson, if you do this for me, I can do everything for you. And Samson, instead of listening to the Holy Spirit, he was anointed, okay? So anointed people in this room, be careful. With a beautiful woman and a handsome man and the man with a nice voice and talk to you. You be careful. And then Samson yielded to that pressure, to that manipulation, and he lost everything. You should do what only the Spirit of God directs you. With your money, with your time, with your resources and energy. You don't need to be popular. You don't need to be accepted by man. Man may reject you because you say no. You may not be popular because you say no, because the Holy Spirit doesn't tell you to do that. It's okay. We are not looking for popularity or being accepted by man. We want to be accepted only by God. And not only that, the good news is, if you obey God, you don't follow them, you move on with your life, and you become more successful later on, one day when the right time comes, you can turn back and help them even more than before because you move on with God. But if you yield to the pressure of man, you will be stuck there and never move on with God. Amen? So I believe this teaching is important. Let me read one last scripture. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In other words, if God say no, you trust Him, no. If God say yes, you trust Him, yes. And lean not on your own understanding. Don't lean on what you see, what you hear, what you understand. People will talk to you to manipulate you. In all your ways, everyone say, all my ways. Everyone say, everything. Money, time, resources, energy. All my ways, everything no, acknowledge him. In other words, get him involved. Before you make any decision, get the Lord involved. And he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Don't be prideful. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Who? In conclusion today, we learn, does it seem good? Does it seem right? Do you look to the witness of the Holy Spirit? Do you listen to Him and He say good or bad? Yes? No? Do it? Don't do it? Go where? Do this? Say this? Listen to Him all the time. And you do that, you're going to save yourself from many, many headaches and calamities and perishing. You're going to save yourself from losing money unnecessarily or get involved hook up with the wrong people get into jail or something or get lawsuit because you get involved with the wrong cloud of people and you can invest some money to with somebody you have to be careful because you can get into trouble amen acknowledge god in everything in this church i guarantee i will not manipulate you to do anything i will let the holy spirit lead you Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, I will honor that. 
I will not use human manipulation or pressure or money and something to lure you or position. I don't want to play politics in this church. I want to be like Apostle Paul. I want to be like Jesus. Just be led by the Spirit in this house. Amen. You learned something today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us how to be led by the Holy Spirit, learning about the seamer, the witness inside. Lord, help all of us who listen to this teaching to have the openness and the faith in the Spirit here, to hook up to your Holy Spirit, to look to your Holy Spirit, to acknowledge you, to follow you, to hear from you inside our spirit, to know supernaturally, to sense the good and the bad, to receive the witness 24 hours a day, 60 minutes an hour, seven days a week, 365 days a year, all the time. Train us, Lord, Help us to grow in this area. Protect your people, Father, from being cheated, being taken advantage of, losing something because the devil wants to steal from them, kill them, damage their life by using somebody to manipulate them and use the pressure and technique and tactics to deceive them, Father. Help us to be strong. Help us to sometimes say no without feeling guilty inside. Because we know that we follow the it seemed good to me or the witness in my heart. Father, we thank you so much in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You learned something today? How many people say you're going to practice this from now on? That's okay if you don't have experience yet. At least you learn from now on. Start to practice. Start to walk. You may make mistakes sometimes. That's okay. We all make mistakes. But just learn how to be led by the Spirit of the living God. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.